0: Uh, welcome back to another episode of the Gap Down Backer Podcast. Um, Coach Jerry, how you doing?
1: I'm great, man. I'm, I'm a little upset. Uh, I'm missing the Army Navy game. That's the best part about 21st, 21st century is I can hit the record button and watch it later. Uh, I, I'd rather be talking about football than watching it anyways. I can always go back and learn. Seth. I'm great. How are you today?
0: I'm doing good. I mean, we got, I mean, I'm glad the Army, I mean, by, we'll, we'll, by the time we're done with recording day, we'll at least probably be able to see the second half, which is what I want to watch. Um, it kind of sucks there's no Ohio State-Michigan game. Um,
1: Man, I was devastated all week. Yeah, that, I mean, that, that is a highlight.
0: No matter what side you're on, it, it's, I mean, big robbery games getting canceled like that just suck. and. Um,
1: so, it's, it's kind of such an ironic history too i mean I, a lot of people kind of really don't understand the aspect of it is uh it, it was basically toledo is the reason why ohio state michigan rivalries even existed yeah and i think a lot of people think it's some worthless rivalry but it's a way of life here in ohio and michigan oh yeah all over toledo which i've been to toledo it's all right it's not, the, it's
0: not it's something the you're going to war over
1: let's just be a, like yeah <laughs> And had the greatest, one of the greatest rivalries in sports over yeah. the
0: city of Toledo. Man, it's bonkers. Yeah, it's just, it's interesting. And it's got a lot of tie into it with um, just like prior head coaches working at each other's universities. You've got prior head coaches who were born in Toledo, so that kind of builds into the, the, the atmosphere. Um, some coaches really buy into the rivalry, i.e., Jim Tressel. That was the first thing he talked about when he took the Ohio State job. That um, yeah, basketball, game. most yeah.
1: infamous, and, I mean, it was really kind of changed the whole landscape of the rivalry. I, I always thought yeah. the Ohio State-Michigan rivalry was interesting because it's other since other than the, I forget what it's called, that's how bad of an Ohio State fan I am and young, but when uh, Bo Slimbecker and Woody Hayes went after it, you know, I think that's the only time in the history of the rivalry where it wasn't so one-sided. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where people, where it was, you didn't know who was going to win every year because kind of ever since then, you know, I mean, going back to recent history, he had John Cooper got ran out of Ohio State because he didn't take it serious. Earl, Earl kind Bruce could the Jim Trestle, Lloyd Carr <laughs> kind of went out it early in the career and, you know, Jim Trestle kind of uh, had some great battles, uh, tight games, and then uh, they kind of moved on to Rich Rod and Ohio really in my lifetime. I, don't, I think I've had Ohio, witnessed three Ohio State losses yeah. to Michigan, and one of them was a vacate, and the other one was on a 6-7 team, just the obsession it is, but it's never been, yeah. it, it blew me away, it's never been each year, you don't know who's going to win, and and I think that's kind of the history of it, you know, at the beginning of Michigan and Ohio State, it was Michigan just hammered Ohio State, and then had a really good war over 10 years with Woody and Bo, and then after that it's kind of been random teams just dominate a certain era and I really just am not looking forward to the time Ohio State gets dominated again. Hopefully it never happens.
0: Well well, well, I mean we'll see I mean things happen and like I said it's an interesting rivalry and um, unfortunately there's no game this year. Um, And at the same time for people who are watching this and not just listening to this we've kind of upped the graphics a little bit. This is the first installment of Upping Graphics um, This is obviously be re- being pre-recorded before Christmas break, so by the time you listen, this is probably late January, um, so we'll probably up it more. I'll work on some stuff during uh, actual Christmas break to up it even more, uh, kind of what we got today, is some huddle drawings. Uh, today we're going to talk about variations of belly pass, Um, and then the kind of the next solo episode between me and Coach Derry. I think the really only belly thing we have left off the mm-hmm. top of my head is belly option
1: because yep and just kind of yeah. different ways to uh hit the thing the outside without uh we're with deception i mean not everyone's yeah. blessed with the ability to yeah. run, run jet effectively or quick pitch rocket so um either you know, just interesting ways to help hit the flank and i know a lot of people don't run it it was hard to get information out about belly option i remember I, my first year, we ran it at TIP. It was kind of hard to find film of it or see clinics of uh, belly options. So just yeah. being a positive outsource of um, belly option and hopefully getting people to get conversations about it because I don't know a lot about it. No. Uh, I'd love to hear people kind of chime in and talk about it and get their thoughts on it too. So,
0: so yeah, so we'll talk about that kind of next time it's just me and Coach Derry. I mean, we'll have another guest, at least one or two other guests in between this and the next solo episode of us. Like I said, today we're going to talk some belly pass options, and uh, we're going to start with belly dart. Um, I'm, we're not going to super get into the blocking scheme um, in terms of line. Um, it, a lot of you know, I mean, at the
1: end of the day, it's kind of mirror what you do in the run game. Yeah, I mean, you know, so I mean, it, I if you, we draw up uh, the X block. You know, that's when you got to be in a C gap player. Um, if you run belly and you got to be in a C gap player, you're going to X block it almost always. Um, yeah. You know, I forgot this. Um, belly dart kind of hits so fast, um, off jet motion. Yeah. Uh, this is where uh, I, I ran it a lot up with uh, Coach Jordan, Brad by cleat pads. And Hepa tip is uh, we ran jet so well that and, and belly so well that this was just a big hitter for us. Uh, I'm talking 15, 20, or just simple pass. Quarterback did a half roll out um, and just hit the flats. Uh, obviously, you have the X here on an alert player. You know, so if the corner yeah. If the corner and safety, they're playing too high in the corner, sitting on the flat in the safety, chasing uh, the, the jet motion and filling the alley. You have your alert player at the X. But for the most part, uh, you get one high, thank gosh, in the uh, triple option. I mean, uh, win T. And you know you got wide open flanks, using hardly anyone sitting in the flats um, oh, on both sides. So it, that the best part about these plays, if you did it all weak side, but yeah. you can run this to the tight side. Um, Really, belly dart for us is we have gotta find out when they're one high, who's not covering the flats. Yeah. Um, and if it's a four four team, we'll run it either way because the apex players and outside linebackers slow. We're just gonna hit it to the flat, get our best athlete the ball in space, and go. I just can't believe I said that.
0: It sounded like a spread coach, but that was the philosophy behind belly dart for us. Well, well, the other thing with with that is like, especially when you're seeing those four four teams, they're essentially six twos against you. So there's really, I mean, they're not. They're they're if they're in the flats at all, like say for like waggle or something, they're not there for belly. I mean, yeah, you when know. it's
1: so hard because this guy's running full speed, right? Yeah, like he's running jet motion, and he knows he's getting the ball. So it's not like he's gonna kind of halfway do this motion. He's gonna want to get out there and catch the ball. So yeah. I mean, you got this. I mean, if there's an apex player out here, you know, he's maybe reading the wind. You see motion. And, and really, you're conflicting this guy the whole game, you know, because this guy's coming out running jet. If you run belly well enough, he's going to try to dip inside and help on belly. I mean, this is yeah. a huge conflict of of interest right here. And this guy really struggling. He's got to cover the best athlete in space, be a force player, but also string out jet. I mean, it's a tough job, and he, he's got a hard job. And, you know, 414, we just absolutely had a heyday with it. Um, when we ran 50 against 50 teams, um, when we'll get that into the next slide. Uh, we needed help blocking the, the outside man a little yeah. bit. Um, so we just had a different variation of it, but, um, this was the best way we hit the flank on belly pass, um, in the spread team And the best part about it was it mirrored our entire run game. You know, we jet was our base play. So we got jet motion. Belly was our, pretty much a second base play off jet motion. Yeah. so right here we got the blocking you know right here it symbolizes hey this is everything looks like either belly or jet and now on the back end is you got the eyes messed up you know four four they're all looking at motion you know so that gets them thinking especially the secondary two the corner everything so then the linebackers all kind of bite on the belly action yeah, And a 4-4 four, four guy's going to come up here, and then now you hit the flat. Everything looks the same. That's the most important part when you talk about any play-action game, much less belly pass. And that's why I can't wait to really dive into some of these plays. Oh, well,
0: yeah. that and the, great, the great thing, is especially on this, is, I mean, if you have a smart ex who understands, you don't even have to be super smart, but just understands football well enough, obviously 99% of the time he will never get thrown the ball, ever. um, At least on this version of it. But he needs to understand, okay, I have a tight corner. Some some teams will press if they just think the little man up and try to not do it. All right, I'm going to run him off. I got somebody off. I'm going to try to push him off vertically. When he starts coming up, I'm going to block him. And then that that helps. That, that, that X block helps it pop so well.
1: Well, and you guys did it. That's the first time I've ever seen it. We always just told him to be an alert player. But it can turn out to be kind of like a screenplay. Yeah. Right? You know, especially if you're getting off coverage cover uh, three, you know, he's sitting at seven or eight yards. You know, he can he can push vertical at five yards full speed, break down or sit, chop his feet, and now it becomes a screenplay where you can't really engage in him because this ball going past the line of scrimmage. But now you kinda just of set up a screenplay and that uh, I, I saw it a lot of times for us. Yeah. Um and you guys did that for every belly pass essentially. Yeah. If he was pressed but Bush, he turned in option route. Yeah
0: Bush uh, did a really good job first with that.
1: Kind of a screenplay, which was pretty yeah. sweet
0: looking. Well, that's how we treated it, and like I said, Bush did a fantastic job for us that this year. He understood that well, and I think it helps that he was a basketball kid, so he understood. Yes. A lot of that in terms of movement and when people move and how to adjust to it, and like I said, that, that's that's all on him. I, well, I mean, and
1: also too, because you got that Kenny Simpson uh, came on to a podcast earlier. He talked about Tua. Um, I, don't, I don't know if it was off the record or on the record, but he, the one thing he said, too, is said, we got some of the best wide receivers that run the best oh, brother yeah. routes. And, uh, you know, I mean, that's really all it is is a brother route. You might, if the defense just really messed up, uh, like I said, I was talking to a, another coach that we played this year. And I said, you're the first time I've ever seen Flood get hit on the go route. I said, that, that, that might be the first time I've ever seen it. At any level yeah. and he laughed and i said well, that's what a good brother route is but you know knowing that you're not going to get the ball but you got to sell out um and i thought our kids did a fantastic job and um i think really split ends in the win t are the most special kids on the team because you don't get the ball a lot and you're asked to do a lot for us that yeah. goes unnoticed but that's part about the position is that when you do get the ball thrown to you it's probably a touchdown
0: 100 percent. so how about we move into the next variation? I think yeah. we've kind of hit belly dark pretty so good. we managed
1: getting fifty teams. Belly dart, we would still run it. Um, and the one thing that we did this, uh, we we did uh, at Pitt is each week we would go in on Monday, and really kind of depend on the the players. Um, we played. Uh, oh, I'll never forget. We played Northmont four four team. We didn't like belly pass because they had a four star outside linebacker. He's at Iowa now. So um, we would tell our kids on Monday. We have two variations of belly pass and this was one variation, we called it belly pass. The other one was belly dart. So, Hey, this week, uh, belly pass this week is going to be, you know, one of those two things. And so we were a hurry up on the line team a lot too. So if they heard the hurry up call belly pass, it was whatever we said on Monday, what it was going to be. Yeah. Um, this one's a slightly different rip motion. Um, this wing back is running full speed. Faking jet. Once he gets to the a gap, he slows down, and the wing is going to block one one thousand, two one thousand, and release out to the flats. And the the jet motion wing is just going to take over the block. Um, Play side blocking the same a gap player on call. B gap player, uh, b gap player. uh, Obviously, we call it Xavier X block it. Or if it's a a a solid four and an outside back on the wing. we just kind of do a fan block, um, and fullback, obviously, good belly, fake, pick up anything, any kind of blitzing and linebacker. Um, this was a more full rollout. We, we talk about belly dart, we go back. He uh, The quarterback kind of did a half roll. It was wide open, and you couldn't roll out very much because he got out here quick. There wasn't much time to roll out. you want to throw this ball before he gets to the numbers? Yeah. Get to the numbers, turn and run this, it takes a lot longer to develop. So, you know, you you gotta drive the belly fake here and then you really gotta get a good rollout and let the wing get open. Uh, and it kind of had a little waggle concept to it. Um, since it was a slow development, the, the Y really got time. We, we got him five yards vertically and then kind of worked the 10 up to here. And it was high, low, and we kind of took the same read. I never saw the backside get thrown here but it it did add an element to uh the the safety's eyes because the safeties if the apex player really and this 50 team really struggled with not having a flat defender um so again if we ran this away from the uh the x the y would run a 10-yard corner the wing would run and then we just kind of the wing would run jet motion and we would just release out to the flat so we still high load it um and then the x um, if we figured out they weren't doing a flat prayer, we would condense them a little bit and he'd run that 10 yard drag. Okay. Um, but either way, th- this allowed us to determine a 50 team, one side of the field is not playing, if they're one high, the flats. Because these inside backers are playing a what I call a 30, a thirty, either a 30 alignment or a 20 alignment, which is head up or outside shoulder at the guard. And if, if that guy's in charge of the flats, good luck. So, uh, I, so really, when they're one high, find out if they're rolling to the split end or the X and uh, or the split end or the Y and you got to figure it out from there. But that was uh, one variation we did it um, and this was very effective but it's just a little bit slower developing. Um, we also had a double team here if it was an X block that this X block would kind of do a more of a loop kind of like waggle and help seal the end because again, you, you look at it in this play, the ball coming out quick, we want to we, we really want to emphasize belly, but again, this is a faster development play. This one's slower, and now you're taking your time out here, and the quarterback's trying to get a little bit more of a role, so we're trying to make sure we really seal the edge defender so we can hit the plank and uh, get a good, clear, clean pocket to throw it to. Um, when we get to the next pass here, um, we did this a lot this year. Um, this and Banster can speak on it more. Uh Bellbrook did this to us a ton. Um th- this was more for buck sweep teams that love getting on this single wing type concept here. Um and this was an adjustment I had to go against is uh I did a really good job stopping Buck. So what did, what did they do? They motioned to the other side and they ran belly pass and ran belly. And they did a lot of different variations of it. Uh, you know, this is uh, kind of belly slant, kind of a slant arrow concept off belly pass. Um, again, this is, I, I played too high because uh, I was really good at taking ace plays away with my front and teaching it. This kind of rode the corner and hit the flats here pretty good. Um, then they ran a post wheel concept out of this. But then you also had your brother out too, so... Yeah. Uh, yeah. This was an absolute B-word to defend. Um, but the big problem is here is you got to X-block this almost always and uh, trust the center to go one-on-one with him and have this guard put the B-gap player or come down to the A-gap player and get a double team because this card had to really loop around here and get the edge defender cause, so you can roll out a little bit. Um you know, and you set the pocket. If it's a belly slant arrow concept, you know the quarterback can plant and throw either one if he's got a good enough arm that you yeah. can kick out. But anytime they roll out, um, you got to have make sure the is in good position um what, We ran this every once in a while up at, when I was at tip, but we didn't get in this formation a ton. No, I ran a lot of no-mo belly out of this, and uh, uh, we'll, we'll get. I'll get into what we did the out of this more the next slide um but this is probably one of the best variations of belly pass i've ever had the hardest i've ever had to defend um mainly because you know the motion this kind of motion slide motion and i always go back to john gruden is uh this wing back kicked out a lot and they ran belly they would kick out an outside linebacker so this play Look like what John Grubman calls uh, Spider White Two Banana. And it makes it look like a got power to the weak side. And this fullback, the, the whole point was to kick the flat. This is a little different variation. Instead of the fullback kicking out and releasing, it's the win back making it look like he's going to kick out and release. You know, obviously, this is your alert player. And you, you're really trying to throw the ball to the flats. Get him out in space and let and let the home dog go to work. I mean, these are your best athletes. Uh, Bellbrook always puts this guy their best blocker, yeah. so his reward is, you know, getting a wide-open pass and running it for 15 yards. Um, again, Belly, he's got to clean up. The fullback's got to clean up any blitzing linebacker in um, the win back. You kind of get a double action here. Um, absolute incredible play for Bellbrook. Um, again, because, you know, you start getting, and there's some string plays off of it, when he runs an out and up, and they scored a touchdown on our third and fourth against us, my first kid being a coordinator. And because just challenging this flat player to come and then turn and run with him. You know, he's got to be a force player. He's got to be an alley player. He's got to get in the window. And then if you run it an out and up, he's got to run up with him. Um, and obviously it just didn't happen because I don't spend a whole lot of time against passing plays and the wing teeth. So, This is another phenomenal variation of it. Um, Banford, do you have anything you want to add? Well, you guys I, did this I, I lo- I, belly pass.
0: One, I love is this formation. I to- Two, I love doing it out of slide motion. I, I, we did some of this this year. Um, I think especially when you run how many variations of belly we do at, with motioning and mm-hmm. formationally, like this is where this becomes deadly. And then also for the teams that run Buck Sweep, well, like we didn't run Buck Sweep. We run other kind of similar plays Buck Sweep, kind of like cheaper versions. But stuff like this is great because, especially those lot... Again, we're trying to beat 14, 15, 16, 17-year-old kids. When kids see stuff like this over and over again, they're assuming it's belly. They're assuming it's what we call blast and power and stuff like that because of the motion. They're not... So there are already lost there once you include the uh, play action to the fullback and then the drop back or the slight rollout depending on how you teach it I mean it's usually wide open money and how even that slant behind him is wide, usually wide open because the linebackers have bent up so much from everything that it's just golden so that, that's really all I got on that like no. said, I, th- I think I think I think the slower slide motion especially against odd front teams give you another little variation and another Eye candy that can cause us to be explosive.
1: Sure. If you would you tag? Um. If the slant was open and the quarterbacks, you know, oftentimes, you know, you, you preach it, hit the flat, hit the flat, hit the flat because it's open. But if the slant is open, is that something you you guys would go and tag and say, hey, would you just tell the quarterback throw the slant, or would you just say?
0: We, we, we depend on the quarterback. Like, like, unfortunately, we've had essentially two first your quarterbacks in a row because of. System wise, um, that first year you will probably going to tag it. Maybe towards the end of the year, they're going to read it. Um, the longer they're in the system, the kind of more leeway you can give it with them. Um, sure. And like they understand, okay, this is going to cause him to move, which could give me their read there. Um, so it kind of just varies on your quarterback and who it is. Most of the time, I'd probably tag it or say, especially if, say if you do this, come in to start a drive, or just out of the timeout, I, you could tell him, look the slant first, and if mm-hmm. it's there, throw it, if not, hit it now, but you, sure. you can't, you can't have it, you, you can't, if you're going to throw a slant, you're going to throw a slant, because you can't take, you can't be too late throwing the yep. arrow route, otherwise, it, it's going to be too late, and he's going to be catching it too close to the sideline, you're going to gain two yards.
1: Yeah, and, and really, I mean, that's, I mean, if you're only gaining two yards on a pass play, then you might as well just run the ball. But right, you know, so I, I kind of agree. Um, and then kind of the really the, the last variation I want to do. Um, if you're a no-mo belly team, again we talked about it earlier. When we, we talk about, and this is one of my favorite all-time plays I've ever seen. Man, this was a, as good as a second and long play I've ever seen, or any, any kind of scenario. Um, we know mo belly a lot, especially out of this single wing formation. Um, and the one thing that we did, um, we wanted to say, okay, you know, if we no mo belly, we th- I talked about this in our belly sweet podcast here. If there's no mo belly, we run belly sweet action behind it. You know, that way you still get it. You're still conflicting guys. If we no mo belly pass. we kept running into problems with, um, a lot of people not being um, a lot of people not being conflicted a, a, among other things and so what we did was we decided that hey why not have a be- belly we be- just had a belly boot and, and it's a very similar concept um this Y block one one thousand two one thousand releases out to the flats and then the uh, wing on the 10-yard corner. And it's the same concept. High-low. Uh, the wing here is an alert player. Um, I've seen this hit for a touchdown. Um, and, and we have been with this. Um, yeah. I, I really don't have a ton of access to uh, Tip's huddle anymore for obvious reasons. Um, <laughs> I can get you in contact with uh, Joel Derg. Um, I'm sure he has all this stuff saved up in a file somewhere, cut-ups of it. Um, this was a money play um, because cause really – you, any way you look at it, you're playing uh, cover three, you're still reading two to one. Two blocking, one releases two to vertical. You have to flap If you're reading Ohio, Ohio, he's blocking, one push it vertical. The corner is going to try to sit on this, and this is wide open because this is a very slow developing play, um, and we just boot it. Everything looked the same from the action, linebackers flow, linebackers flow, seal the edge for a second, Quarterback's got to get good depth here, um, almost at 10 yards. We taught 8 to 10, attack downhill. And if this is open throat, if not, this is always wide open. And this was a phenomenal variation we have of it. Um, and it's, it's a good way to run belly pass off no-mo action. Um, so that way you always have this in your arsenal. And uh, boot is one of my favorite concepts to defend. Um, and, and I'm sure you. You can run this with motion. I wouldn't recommend. You you don't want to one push him out ever. Um, You want something that's always conflicting. But you know, really, this was a good play for us. And uh, I kind of want to review before we head out here. Um, So you got belly dart here. This is kind of a jet motion. Get out quick. Um, Half roll. Everything zoned. Um, You know, there are some ways you can get uh, the tight end involved in this uh, certain belly pass. If you go uh, the episode ten. Um, we, we had a really good uh, video clips of the why running straight at the safety on almost every belly play. And eventually that uh, stuff hit for a touchdown because the safety, just look at it as the boy who cried wolf. I, I really would recommend looking into that um, a lot more um, if you're trying to utilize the tight end and belly pass. Um, but again, sell the belly pass, sell the belly fakes, make it look like it's real, Okay. Same thing for here. If you have a problem blocking this overhang guy or uh, a 50 team, you know, it helps you set the edge to a little bit. Same concept. Um, belly pass with the slide motion. Um, and, again, you can tag the Y to do whatever. Um, I, I really like the sprinting thing out. I, I'll probably add that to my future playbook. Uh, I thought that was about as good as I've ever seen. That's talked about episode 10. Um, and, and then belly boot. Uh, I think these are all great variations and probably one of the most unstoppable plays if you get really effective at running belly. uh, And dictate when you want to throw the ball. Not throwing because you have to because it's third and ten, but if you can do this on a first and ten and get off script, boy, oh boy, is it explosive and it's fun. So I'll let you finish up with whatever you got, Bansworth, but that's kind of belly pass in a nutshell for me.
0: No, I I mean, I, I... I think it's a, a great series of plays. I think the belly dart especially is essentially a screen. Um, our head coach talks to about it all the time. Just run belly dart. It's always open. It's always there. Like, you will always gain yards. He's always about that because people will bite in on that. Whether you're running jet well or whether you run running belly well, somebody will bite in on it. Um, I like belly boot. It's a good, easy high-low read for a quarterback. Um, and like I said, it's, it's, all, and it's all cheap, easy past concepts there's nothing extravagant there and it's most high school quarterbacks can complete most of these like it's not anything overly it,
1: it allows you serious. to be creative right yeah i mean you really can be so creative with this man and i, and I love that aspect of it because you can fit it however you fit this like this belly boot play yeah. we came up with three three or four years into when i was coaching uh to go against troy with a big game for us and we wanted to we put a new play-action concept they hadn't seen before, but we're like, it fit well, it mirrored what we did. That's the beauty of belly pass. You can remember whatever route concepts you want and variation. As long as it mirrors, you run game. Um, man, and that's what I liked about belly pass the most. It's just, especially, I think belly, the consensus is almost everyone runs it
0: yeah.
1: in a offense. And it allowed you to be really super creative with it.
0: Well... Coaches, I mean, that was another episode of the Got Down Backer podcast. Um, we got Stess Thor. Um, next episode, he's going to talk a variety of things, from, and he's from Louisiana. Um, and then following that is a very special episode. Uh, we will have Jim McKee from Kentucky, um, state champion, um, excellent wing T coach, probably one of the best wing – he's probably the go-to wing coach in the Midwest. Um, so we'll have Jim on – um, Coach McKee to talk uh, kind of like practice and how he installs throughout the week. He's got some good stuff. He's got some stuff ready for us. Uh, so those are kind of previewing the next two episodes. Um, and again, if you need to reach out to me or Coach Deary, our information's in the bio. Um, and um, look forward to seeing you next time.